This is Gary from Empty, and you're listening to As the Story Grows. Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to encourage everybody to hit up asthestorygrows.com and click on the links for our mailing list and the Discord server. Discord is just modern day message boards. It's a way to connect with me and connect with other people who like the podcast to talk about new music, the podcast, comic books, movies, etc. Uh, it's a great way to connect and hang out. That's a little more organic and conversational than social media can be especially with the way the algorithm can hide content. Also want to encourage people to join the mailing list. There's some extra insight in the mailing list about this week's podcast and my thought process and things I wanted to make sure I talked with Gary about going into the interview, some previews of some upcoming records that relate to upcoming podcast guests and a lot of fun stuff. Joining the mailing list and joining us over on Discord are the best ways to get all the information you need on future episodes of As the Story Grows. So go to asthestorygrows.com, click on the links, check them out. Thanks. This week, we welcome Gary Spears, frontman for Solid State Records band Empty, to the podcast. Empty dropped their sophomore full-length, Made a Fire, back in October. Gary talks about the band's aspirations that led them to Solid State Records, the frustrations that come with being a non-Christian band on Solid State, and the themes and musical shifts that define Made of Fire. Gary might ruffle some feathers this week with what he has to say, but he is no stranger to upsetting people. So I hope you guys enjoy getting to know Gary Spears from Empty. Thanks, thanks for joining. Thanks for doing this on your way to work. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, you're in South Carolina? Yeah, Myrtle Beach. That's awesome. Is that where you grew up? Yeah, I've uh, lived here all my life. Nice, 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 nice. What was just growing up like for you? Um, I grew up uh, right outside of Myrtle Beach in a small town called Conway. Um, I have a super uh, typical Southern redneck family. Uh, <laughs> they all talk like this. Um, yeah, I grew up in like a, a Baptist church and yeah, uh, big old jacked up trucks and fishing and hunting <laughs> or things that i have seen all around that's awesome how does one come to be into music and like hardcore and underground music from a scene like that <laughs> um it, it honestly was uh i was like 13 14 um kind of realizing that you know i'm not into the the whole like redneckery that uh conway south carolina has to offer um, and I had met some like 
kids whenever I got into like eighth grade, ninth grade, whatever, that they were into like metalcore and this like warp tour style music, stuff that I had never even heard in my life. And uh, I immediately was just drawn to it. I thought this was like awesome. Like this is the most like epic thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and uh, since then, I uh, I became like one of the only like emo kids in Conway, and uh, <laughs> I never never grew out of that. That's awesome. Was there a scene semi local like Tumurgo Beach or or somewhere that you could dive into and be a part of? There was. Um, Whenever I was first getting into, like, whenever I was, like, 16 through 18, Myrtle Beach had, like, a little bit of a scene. We had a bunch of, like, pop punk bands around. And then I started playing in bands around that time. And in Florence, there was, uh, there was a couple of hardcore bands that I was really into. And it got to the point where I was driving up to, like, Columbia and Charlotte to go see shows. And that was, like from the time I was like 16, that was like my life was trying to involve myself as much as I could in that scene and seeing like local bands and doing all that. That's awesome. When you were playing in bands, what was your position of choice? Was there an instrument or vocals or what were you drawn to? My first ever band, like my first ever real band that I did, I played guitar. I was not good at it by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. I'm still like, just good enough to like get away with playing it live but i'm super sloppy um <laughs> we were playing in that band and it i then realized i was way better at singing and yeah. doing the scream thing than i was at playing guitar and so every band i've done subsequently since then has been me as the the front man that's awesome how did empty get started uh empty started when a few years ago um ian my drummer he uh he was playing in like a pop punk band at the time i was playing in like a metalcore band at the time we were both kind of we had met each other because our bands were like playing shows together around myrtle beach and local areas and we were both kind of at the point where we were like hey like i don't really like the band that i'm playing in you don't really like the band that you're playing in let's make something that we both like because when we had met we immediately like hit it off we were into the same kind of music like exactly um and we were like well nobody else in this region is doing that so let's just start that and uh then empty was born that's cool where'd that name come from <laughs> uh ian kind of i'm really bad at coming up with names everything that i come up with i think sounds really corny so ian was just making a whole list of names i wish that the name had some like cooler deeper meaning but it doesn't he was just like hey what if we just call it like empty and i was just like yeah that's sick let's roll with it <laughs> Um, solid state. So from the very beginning of us, like from the like very beginning of empty, the big thing that we said was that we were really into like that 
mid 2000s solid state sound. Mm-hmm. So basically, we wanted empty just to be like a baby under us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's like the the guitarist that we had at the time and the bassist that we had at the time. That was all the music that we were listening to. It was just like 2003 through 2006, um, like post hardcore. And so we always had had Solid State in our minds. Like at the time, that was like, oh, like that's the goal. Like if we could get signed to Solid State, that would be sick. Um, but really, we just started like touring our asses off from like the very get go because we had all been in bands before. So we knew we had connections. We knew how to like work the DIY route. And Ian being the madman that he is, he was sending out like thousands of emails a day just to try to get get us on like a tour with somebody who was a little bit bigger than us. And two of the tours that we did happened to be with like smaller solid state bands, that being Death Therapy and To Speak of Wolves. Um, and we did two weeks with To Speak of Wolves and a few days at the end of that tour, well, like at the end of that tour, we were talking to them. We were like, yo, so like if we wanted to get signed to Solid State, like how do we do that? And we were told like, yeah, just keep grinding like a few more years and eventually they might reach out to you. So that was a little disheartening at first because we were like, damn, like we're really busting our asses. But if that's what we got to do, a few days after that tour, we got an email that was like, hey, you guys like really know how to like tour your asses off and you guys like grind and work and we like your music and we had a phone call with him and he said that uh he was like honestly if i wasn't interested in signing with you guys like i wouldn't have called you to begin with nice so at that time that was like we were starstruck like that was amazing to us because those were all like under oath and um oh sleeper which we got a tour with like right after we did our album that like, go sleeper was one of my favorite bands in high school so being on a label like being able to be on a label with people that i had like idolized through high mm-hmm. school is pretty incredible experience yeah yeah because there's been um some backlash i think to the new single um was there ever any trepidation about joining solid state with like I mean, it's known for being the Christian hardcore label or metal label. Like, was there ever any, like, maybe this isn't the route we want to go down? Um, we've thought about that. Like that has, of course been a thought in our minds. Cause it's like, okay, maybe like, this is kind of like solid state has its like being on solid state definitely has its good. And it kind of has a couple of cons. Like for example, like they are a super awesome supportive label and they have given us everything that we could ask for at being as small a band that we are. But on the flip side, you have a lot of fans and we have gotten a lot of fans just by being signed to solid state. However, a lot of people automatically assume that we're a Christian band mm-hmm. and that has kind of caused some conflict for us because we're not. <laughs> and anytime I do something, so like, for example, just as like a i mean it's a quick word i say fuck in the newest single you don't even say fuck you're it's like fuck. i don't even say like, fuck. like it, <laughs> it comes out like it cuts off it's like fuck. yeah and people are like tripping out about it like it's insane and then like even like over you know over the course of covid anytime that we have um an opinion and i think that this is like my biggest gripe with like the christian music scene in general is that they have a very like idealistic way 
or like they think it's got to be this one this one way 100 and i don't really like that like when christianity and conservatism are kind of like melded together so anytime we had a opinion that mm-hmm. we very much shared um because i'm not like i'm very blunt about my opinions and i'm not gonna like hide behind it because i feel like somebody's gonna be upset about what i said but for example, like when we showed like super big support for the Black Lives Matter movement, we got a lot of backlash for that. Which is so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucked up. I mean, like we, I posted some stuff in regards to like us supporting Black Lives Matter. And then like I looked at my Instagram the next day and I had lost 300 followers. Man. Like over 24 hours. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. I think like Solid State for a while, like, for a long time, tooth and nail solid state has always tried to branch out and separate themselves from being just a Christian label. But anytime they do fans backlash and then they like been so connected with like Christian bookstores. And as that's gone away and music has gone digital there, I feel like there's freedom on the label to let bands do whatever they want. Right. Like if you ask people that, like, if you ask our A&R, if you ask like anybody that works at solid state, they're like, yeah, we're not a Christian label. Like we haven't been a Christian label in years. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you say you're not a Christian label, but like, you're still signing a lot of Christian bands and a lot of your fan base still thinks of you as that like as the label that you were in the early 2000s where you only signed christian bands it's it's the same with under oath where people are still mad at under oath for not being christian anymore it's like it's been a decade now (laughs) well it's like i mean really like even under Oath, like how many songs did they really write about christianity right like i don't know i just say like we're a band like we all have like there's only three of us now but even through all the members of empty we have always all had varying belief systems and i'm not gonna ostracize any sort of like demographic or fan base by saying like oh this is our belief like some people in empty are christian some people aren't like it just is what it Mm -hmm. is Yeah. Did you have any issues with the label and like having fucked me on the new single on the new record? Like I know at one point in the label, like they had to check band's lyrics. Like, is that something that's still happening there? Or was it just like you guys have creative freedom to do what you want? Uh, Solid State gives us complete creative freedom to do whatever the, whatever it is that we want. They had no reservations about any type of like words or language that we used on the record. Um, nice. The only time that like, of course, they still review our songs because they're releasing it. Yeah. If they think it's a bad song, then they're they're going to tell <laughs> us it's a bad song. But that that would be the only case. They don't um, they don't really control uh, or they don't really try to tell us how to ride or what to ride or what style we need to be in. Whenever we had first shown him like the first few singles, he was like, wow, this is really different than what you guys released last time. But I dig it. That's cool. Yeah, your solid state debut came out 
fall of 2019, how did COVID and 2020 affect the trajectory of the band? Well, we had in our minds, like we, for releasing this current record, it's still like on track for when we wanted to release it. It's two years later. It is what it is. Um, but we were basically all of our plans for 2020 and earlier this year were just to continue touring. And that was what our lives were going to be. And COVID definitely threw a wrench into us touring. And we feel like that kind of set us back a mm -hmm. little bit because we were doing like back to back, like really good tours. We did that O Sleeper tour. A couple months later, we toured with Wolves at the Gate. Um, then we did a couple of DIY tours that did really well. And then all of a sudden, we can't tour anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of, I think overall, what really screwed us up was it COVID like messed with us financially a lot. Mm hmm because we have a website where we sell merch and everything and we do okay on there, but most of our merch sales are made at shows. So I'm not pushing a lot of merch. I'm not making a lot of money back. So it's like now we just did like a week long tour with a band called Vagrants on Equal Vision. And we were buying, like doing our merch order. And I was like, damn, I have not paid out of pocket to like print merch in three years. No. So financially, it definitely set us back. But on, I will say on the pro end, because I like to look at the good side of things, it gave yeah. us a lot of time to write this record. And hope in the loss of it, I will say, was a very rushed album. Hmm. Like we were given, from the time that we like finalized the deal to the time we went to recording, I mean, we had like a couple of months. I think I'm losing my mind again. It feels like forever since I've gotten sleep. And I can still hear your voice, it's pounding in my head I bet you're dreaming of someone else Cause looking through your eyes I'm never enough I'm struggling to find the point in anything Made of Fire is the new record. Because you had all that time to write, did that influence the change in sound? Or was it something you knew you consciously wanted to do anyways? I said from the the day after we finished hope and the loss of it, because I was already getting out of the point where like, there's still a couple of bands that I follow, but even in the process of writing hope and the loss of it, I had already kind of stopped listening to heavy music. Mm -hmm. And I said like days after we finished hope and the loss of it, the next time I do the next time we write an album, it's going to sound like music that I listen to. Because I like playing this. This was fine. I was pretty like okay with how our first album turned out. It just at the end of it, I looked at it and I was like, some of this was kind of rushed. I'm happy with like some of the songs. I'm not happy with a lot of the songs, but I was like, I want to be front to back happy with our next album. Yeah. The latest single, Close My Eyes, is about anxiety, about a panic attack. Um, is that something that carries through this record? Like that sort of personal lyric, like, I don't, I don't know if that comes from like 2020 and COVID and lockdown and then just like being in a place where you like have all these times with your thoughts. Like, does that come through on this record? Um, a lot of that will. Um, I will say thematically, a lot of this record is um, 
lyrically introspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to make something that people could feel like they could relate to like off the bat. So I just wrote about things that I have like with like temporary high, that was about like a relationship that was a very like, you know, typical relationship song. So I wrote about stuff that I have dealt with in the last two years. Yeah. Um, and going through like with close my eyes, I wanted to write a song that was like, okay, well like, let me write a song for, everybody who's like awake at like three in the morning, staring at their ceiling and, you know, kind of contemplating their existence. in my mind staring up at the ceiling trying to fight off the feeling like i'm just trying to run but i keep falling behind my time's always fleeting with made of fire is one of the songs on the album and um that song particularly is it kind of talks about how or like the idea of like kind of destroying everything that you touch like okay. ruining everything that you come across, any good thing that happens in your life, like you're just going to burn it down. Um, and I felt like that, along with the fact that I thought it was a cool title, but <laughs> I, I just felt like that idea kind of encapsulated what I was trying to get across for the album as a whole. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, like I didn't really want a super like, hopeful message for this album because that just wasn't where i was at the time of writing well what, what's your plans this comes out october 22nd you guys have a halloween show i saw uh this record's coming out at a good time shows are back people are touring again what's the future of empty look like um as of right now after that halloween show that's gonna start us off for our November tour that we are doing with our label mates and earth groans, they just released uh, their EP, the body. So we are doing the body on fire tour for three weeks out West in November. Um, and then from there, we're just going to keep touring and we're planning on maybe doing more music next year. Uh, if we find time in between touring, but we're just trying to hit the road nonstop. This album is super different. We definitely pushed a lot of uh, pushed a lot of barriers with this. We definitely bended a lot of genres. We kind of tried to make it something that was. We all listen to a lot of different kinds of music, so we wanted to implement all the different kinds of music that we listen to into this one album and see just how it came out. 
So it's different. It's wild. I hope people are open-minded about it because uh, if they're hoping that it sounds like the last album, they might be a little disappointed. Yeah. I think, I think it's a good time. I think coming out of COVID, there's so many bands and records that have come out this year and people I've talked to where it's like there are pop elements and hip hop elements injecting itself into heavy music that like people are just like, these are our influences and we had time to create and we're going to wear our influences on our sleeve and not try to be something that we don't like or used to be. So, Right. And I, I hate when people like mostly from the fan perspective, when they're like, Oh, they're just trying to like clean up their sound. They're trying to like sell out or whatever, because it's like, nah, I just don't really like listen to metalcore anymore. I listen, yeah. like I like, I like heavy music. I love a good breakdown. I like screaming, but I mostly listen to like pop and alternative music. I could look at Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and alive as when I'm diving into a tomb. And now I'm learning as I listen.